This is episode 521 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, 8 Plus Places to Avoid Like the Plague When SHTF. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your own personal water filter needs, but you can create a family-sized water filter. Now I've made it very easy for you. I've created a video and a PDF tutorial that you can download that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter with the kit that comes with it. Now right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. Now to watch the video, to download the PDF, and to get 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. So let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from survivalpedia.com. And again, the title is eight plus places to avoid like the plague when SHTF. So let's go ahead and jump in. An interesting issue to be addressed when it comes to prepping is which places are to be avoided after SHTF. The short story goes something like this. I mean, this is the preamble. It is very possible for a catastrophic event to take place at some point in one's life, whether you like it or not. It may be a large-scale disaster of sorts like a nuke strike or an EMP strike, solar-made or man-made, courtesy of your local crazy nuke-armed dictator, or whatever natural extinction-level event or terrorist attack. The possibilities are endless. Now, provided you survive the initial shockwave, you should concentrate your efforts on staying alive for a little bit longer because after all, there's no fun in prepping and stockpiling gear and food and whatnot if you're not going to benefit from your efforts, right? It's not about he who dies with the biggest stockpile wins. The trick is to stay alive or at least to die last. Hence, today's article, which is aimed at trying to help you with the noble endeavor of saving one's skin in the aftermath of World War III or whatever catastrophic scenario you could think of. So here's the number one lesson. First world countries, like parts of the US, are awesome places to live when everything works fine and dandy. I'm not talking about South Central LA or diverse neighborhoods in Chicago or Memphis where crime rates are through the roof, if you know what I mean. The point is that our modern day uber high-tech society comes with obvious benefits. The caveat to living in a first world country is that when everything is starting to fall apart, people are generally clueless with regard to surviving in third world conditions like living without running water, electricity, and things of that nature. And yes, in a large scale disaster, it's very probable that electricity will go first, which means nothing would work anymore. Since everything today runs on electricity, including your computer, used for reading this article. Also, since most of the U.S. population is concentrated in a relatively small number of densely populated urban areas, it goes without saying that big cities are to be avoided like the plague in the eventuality of an SHTF event. 
Incidentally, almost every big city only has enough supplies to last for three days tops, and I am especially talking about food. The concept is that the food delivery chain is never going to stop. The trucks will keep on hauling, hence nobody bothers to stockpile food anymore. Obviously, in a serious crisis, life in a big city will become hellish rather quickly, as essential supplies are going to disappear fast. Think about what happened this Black Friday, then amplify that by a factor of, I don't know, 10,000, and you'll start to get what I'm talking about. People will get desperate for food and water. Yes, your water utility company uses electrically powered pumps to deliver water to your faucet, and rioting and looting will become the new normal. Naturally, it makes little sense to prepare, as in stockpile, large amounts of gear, including food in a densely populated urban area. Since you'll be the only one in the hood having emergency supplies of water and food and whatnot, you'd basically have a big red target sign painted all over your property. And soon enough, you'll have to share your goodies with your local and not-so-friendly mob of looters. And that will get you nowhere in terms of survival. Most probably, you'll end up shot anyway. So, if you're all about doom and gloom, considering relocating from the big bad city would make for a great idea, and do it now while you still can until it's too late. The general rule of thumb is that big cities are to be avoided like the plague in SHTF scenarios. The good news is that the U.S. has over 3,000 counties, but half of the population lives in 146 counties, which means that there's a lot of people-free real estate available for your bug-out retreat where you can safely store food, water, guns, gold, Bitcoin, or whatever. Check out this map of population density by county. So there is a map here that you can kind of see if you or look at if you've never looked at it and kind of get a uh, you know a general idea of your area and how uh, dense it is with po you know the population there. And so uh, that can be kind of scary if you're in a population dense area. So joke aside, if you're a city dweller, it would be a good idea to have a little shack in the woods somewhere remote in an area or scarcely populated by friendly conservative folk who know how to hunt and love God and guns. Now guys, I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about that at the very end, all right? So let's talk about the infrastructure issue. As cities are collapsing under their own weight due to violence spiraling out of control courtesy of desperate and hungry mobs trying to loot to live another day, not to mention the potential for third world diseases breaking out due to failure of basic infrastructure, like a lack of sanitation because garbage trucks will be missing in action, law enforcement and emergency services rendered useless and impotent, dead bodies piling up everywhere, and all that nice stuff that happens when people go berserk. It would be problematic trying to escape to your bug out location even if you have a getaway plan. The transport infrastructure will get gridlocked instantly, as hundreds of thousands of people will try to escape the city in the same time Hence, major highways will be something like Tetris meets Frogger, if you know what I mean. Also, a large-scale EMP strike would render most of the cars useless, hence hundreds of thousands of people will find themselves stuck across the countryside, in near airports, etc. And yes, they'll try to get home by any means necessary, even if home would make for yet another nightmarish sight. So any major airport, city, or harbor is potentially verboten area, as in you should steer clear, at least 15 miles if not more, from such spots. 
Now, generally speaking, avoid all transportation nodes in all urban areas that if you're prepping for the big SHTF moment. Military bases are included in the list since they make for obvious targets for terrorist nuclear attacks. If you're trying to get out of the big bad city following an SHTF event, I'd reckon you already have an escape plan. Just in case, stay away from choke points, which are the logical consequences of thousands of people trying to bug out in the same time. Obviously, I am talking about causeways and tunnels and bridges. You know the drill. Also, when you're putting together your getaway plan, steer away from obvious choke points, all right? Hospitals and prisons are also to be avoided like the plague. In a crisis like an EMP strike, it's very probable that prisoners will receive an instant pardon due to lack of electricity, which would render locks and alarms useless. Also, officers will most probably flee to take care of their own families. It's the human thing to do, and this would result in desperate and dangerous escapees roaming around. You don't want that near your property now, do you? On the other hand, hospitals would attract huge crowds of people looking for help, and yes, in an SHTF situation, you don't want huge crowds of desperate people near you, especially sick, as in contagious people. Basically, any kind of place that is prone to attract crowds of people in a catastrophic scenario is to be avoided, including FEMA camps. People may try to get in to grab food, water, etc. Gun and hardware stores, for obvious reasons, think along the lines of Black Friday and zombie apocalypse. You see where this is going, right? So here's the bottom line. Stay away from major cities, transport infrastructure, military bases, FEMA camps, prisons, hospitals, choke points, and major stores. Keep in mind that the biggest threat to you in an SHTF scenario is, unfortunately, other people. I think it was Sartre who said, hell is the others. It's a sad but true assessment. So I hope this article helped. If you have other ideas, questions, or comments, you know what to do. All right, guys, so there's a lot of comments here where you can come and you can read them. Some of them have to deal with... Like, hey, you know, we had a similar version of this during Katrina when Katrina hit New Orleans and uh, people went over to other areas. And I've talked a little bit about that. We've experienced a little bit of that. Uh, I shared that in, I guess, in a previous podcast uh, here in the Houston area. And we know that the Astrodome at that time was being used to house people. And there's a bunch of stories coming out of that. Then people are talking about that, you know, if you don't live in an area, you know, where maybe you have a bug out location and you get to it, but you don't live there. Really, I mean, that's going to be a closed off community. If you're, you're going to be looked at as an outsider. So people talk about that. And so the, here's the deal. There are so many things that go into an SHTF situation. One of the major things is going to be what is causing that SHTF situation. Is it something like a pandemic because the pandemic is going to start to spiral, you know, and it'll be slow, slow, slow going. And then it will, you know, speed up if that was the real big thing that was going on. And so I mean, we really don't know what that would look like, right? Is it going to be something like an EMP? Is it going to be nuclear? Is it going to be, you know, an economic collapse? What would it be if a true SHTS scenario happened? And the, here's the thing. Our world is so fragile that you can easily see how something could cause problems that would spiral out of control. 
We depend on so many different systems that happen in our life, in our sanitation system, in our water system, right? And all of that. We depend on electricity, you know, our power. And, and we greatly, I mean, that's a big need that we have. We, we're greatly dependent on that. We're dependent on the way, you know, transportation moves food for us. That we're very, very dependent on all of those things. And so, I mean, you have all these factors that go into it. And really, when we read articles like this, we got to keep things into perspective. A lot of the times it's going to depend on what if you really think this through and you really start to process it critically, it's going to depend on what the issue is. When we say SHTF, are we talking about like the full end of the world as we know it? The Walking Dead, zombie apocalypse, you know, all that kind of stuff. Are we talking about that kind of world? Because, yeah, that kind of world is going to be uh, a pretty bad world. And we're going to have to make some really big decisions for the way that we want to live in our family and safety and, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Are we talking about just that we're in crunch time and you know there are some things maybe we have rolling blackouts so we do, our electrical grid is starting to fail but you know we have some power sometime uh, some some hours of the day and, and not other uh, and you, you know what a lot of third world countries operate like that there are a lot of third world countries in in fact actually probably uh, some that are even a little bit more closer to first world countries where water is turned off at a certain time, right? So is that something that maybe we start to experience here, you know, in the United States where, or, you know, in first world countries, Western society, those of you that are not in the United States, I know there's, there's a lot of you that are listening in, in other, uh, you know, other Western, uh, you know, countries, definitely. So is that something that we start to experience where maybe the water starts to get turned off for whatever reason, because the infrastructure can't handle it? And so we need to start making preparations for that, like taking our showers in the morning time and having putting back a little bit of water to do dishes or or cleaning or whatever it might be. And so really, what is the SHTF situation that we're dealing with and what does it look like? And I guess the most important thing in all of that is being able to adapt and be flexible, understanding that the way that we live our lives here, and we are very blessed, but understanding that you know things could start to, to, to trip up on us and how would we respond to that? And so, yeah, there's a lot of Hey, you go out into the country, you have a bug out location. There's a lot of issues there with that if you don't live there. Yeah, definitely living in the middle of an urban society, right? Right in the middle of a big city might be a big problem. Going out a little bit further out into the suburbs, um, I don't know. You know that, again, I've talked about, and you know that I've said that before in the past, if you've listened to the different podcasts, is if I was stuck here in my neighborhood, what I would do is I would rally the neighborhood and we I would rally everyone for protection and so that we could start making decisions and so you know we could we could take care of what we have. And it would be depending on where we are in all of it, it would be very uh important to you know get some of our infrastructure in there and not necessarily like the infrastructure that we have in our homes, but we would have to start taking care of things to make sure that our our sewer system doesn't back up, right? We would need to start getting land ready and prepared so that we can start gardening as much as possible. And, you know, different things that we would need to do and, and be smart about. So there's so much to think about when you, when you, you know, when you're considering something like this. This is one of those big 
you know, articles and big thoughts. You know, what would happen if we were truly in an SHTF scenario? Uh, how would things go down? The, th the thing is, you need to do a little bit of thinking about this. Think about human nature. Think about how people react. Think about history. Think about patterns, uh, things that you've seen in the past. But then also understand that if you, we were in a truly desperate situation, that all of those things that you imagine would just be intensified. Like he said here, 10,000 times, right? Like you take Black Friday and you just multiply that 10,000 times when people are desperate and realize that the government's not coming to help them or they don't know when the next uh, you know, shipment of food is going to be or anything like that. We've got to be smart. And that's why we prepare. That's why we do what we do. That's why we put food back and we have water storage and we have means to, to defend ourselves. And, you know, we, we do all of the things that we do because our world is fragile and there are so many things out there that, you know, could start to crumble. And, and you know, people don't talk about just the, the grid. Our grid is, is kind of old and there really hasn't been a lot of infrastructure built into like new infrastructure and a lot of that kind of stuff. Every once in a while, you'll see people put in a new line. Like recently, I saw they were putting in new lines in, in one stretch of uh, road over here, but it was a small stretch. And when I talk about infrastructure, I'm talking about the big transformers that maybe run, you know, big parts of your city or big parts of neighborhoods and things like that. Those types of things, man, they, they haven't really been upgraded in, in many, many years. And so we can start to see those things. I don't know if you've experienced it. I know that we've experienced it here in the Houston area during the summertime when it gets really, really hot. We start to, to get those rolling blackouts, right? And, uh, or brownouts, I guess, if, if, uh, if that's what they're called, um, where you know they'll start turning off the lights. And sometimes it's because just the system can't handle it all and there's too much draw on the system because of all the ACs and, and air conditioning and all that kind of junk that's, that's going on out there. And sometimes I wonder if it's, uh, you know, they're they're doing it on purpose to kind of like re give relief to one part of the city. And so they turn off and, and reroute, uh, you know, electricity to another part. And, and they, they do those types of things. And so we've experienced that here. And, you know, during times are, when times are good. And so imagine, you know, things start to spiral. We start to have other issues like that. So this article here, like I said, there's a lot of comments where people are giving ideas about bug out locations and bug in locations and all those different things. Here's the, again, one size does not fit all. You need to think about what is right for you and your family. You need to think about the scenario and the situation. All of that is going to be, or all of that is going to determine your actions in an SHTF situation. That's what's going to be important. So guys, I'm going to link to this in the show notes, like always, and you can come check it out, especially that map. If you've never seen the popula the U.S. population density map by counties, you should come check it out and uh, just click on that. But then the comments, I think, are always interesting to read in something like this because people come from different uh, points of view and different ideas. People that live out in the country are going to have different ideas than those that live in the city. Those that you know are going to bug out have different ideas than those that are going to bug in. And you know what? When you start looking at all of it, it all makes sense. So like I said, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And so you can come check it out over here at survivalpedia.com.
Well, everyone, that is it for episode 521. Thanks so much for listening to the episode today. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.